the world is coming undone. Imperial flags reign across the galaxy. Can you be trusted without your shackles? Let's just get this over with, shall we? We have a mission for you. A major weapons test is imminent. We need to know how to destroy it. If you're really doing this, I want to help. Good. Good. I've been recruiting for the rebellion for a long time. We destroyed our home. I fight the Empire now. I fear nothing. All is as the Force wills it. The captain says you are a friend. I will not kill you. Thanks. There isn't much time. Every day they grow stronger. There is a 97.6% chance of failure. He means well. This is our chance to make a real difference. Are you with me? Standing by. Red 6, standing by. Good night, standing by. You're listening to the Ion Cannon Podcast. Laugh it up, fuzzball. Your source for entertainment reviews from a galaxy far, far away. This is it. Welcome to the Ion Cannon Podcast, your source for entertainment reviews from a galaxy far, far away. I'm one of your hosts, Stephen, and I'm joined by my friends and co-hosts, Tom and William. Today, we're going to be discussing the newest trailer for Star Wars World 1, which aired during the Olympics uh, last Thursday. So if you haven't seen it, stop watching, or stop listening to this, go watch that, and be very, very excited, because it was awesome. And you're about to hear more about it. But first announcements. Someone, anyone, want to oh, do announcements? William, why don't you take it right now? Sure. So, um, big news. Rebels Season 3 premieres this Saturday, September 24th at 8.30 p.m. with the hour-long Steps into Shadow. This is the this is the two-part episode that premiered at Star Wars Celebration, and uh, it is not to be missed. It features the introduction of Grand Admiral Thrawn, among many other things. Highly recommended. Highly recommended. You guys are going to love this. Uh, and it's on a Saturday, too, so we get a special Saturday event. They're really making a big deal out of Thrawn. Woohoo. Uh, As so it we be. will, yep. of course, be recording our impressions, the, our, our review of the show the following day. Uh, so we'll get it up to you as soon as, it, as, soon as we can. But, uh, yeah, very, very excited about this. I know, I, especially, I, I can't wait to be able to discuss this episode with you guys. Yeah, I'm still kind of annoyed you got to see it before us. but <laughs> Hey, he's been doing well, really well, well not mentioning I, anything. I, I missed having I missed not having you guys at celebration with us, but uh, with with everyone else. But um, I know how it is. I mean, I, I didn't even wasn't even going to go to the last until like a couple weeks before, as we talked about. So, mm-hmm. 
Lucky. Um, but anyway, that's 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 happening on September 24th, uh, just a little over a month away. And then uh, the Star Wars show also posted a, an hour-long interview with Dave Filoni. Uh, it's the extended cut of their five-minute or so interview on the, the normal Star Wars show. Um, and uh, it was fascinating. Highly recommend listening to it. Uh, like I said, it is an hour, so it's significant chunk of time. But Dave Filoni talks about his his past, uh, how, you know, how he was hired at Lucasfilm, and all sorts of great things. Uh, he also mentions that the casting of Thrawn in Rebels Season 3 was the hardest voice casting he's ever had to do on the show. And they worked really hard to get it right. So um, I think they did a great job, and everybody will find out in a couple weeks. Also, to tide you over, you just can't wait until uh, the end of September for Season 3. Season 2 is coming out on Blu-ray on August 30th. Uh, and we will have our review of the Season 2 Blu-ray as well, so stay tuned for that. And then um, this fall, actually, we're getting another release of The Force Awakens. The Force Awakens is coming out in 3D. Um, the exact release date varies based on your region. Uh, I believe DVD release. In... Yeah, DVD Sorry, release. I say Blu-ray. No, this is Blu-ray. Well, Blu-ray, DVD, Sorry, I mean, Blu-ray. Well, I mean, home video, it is not a uh, theatrical release. That's correct. That is correct. Yeah. Yes, thank you. Um, and home video. Um, the, uh, the, the 3D release comes in some really nice packaging. Did you guys see the packaging of this thing? I have not yet, but this is also... Oh, I had never actually good. got around to buying the uh, actual Blu-ray, so this is the version that I'll be getting. This worked out nice. very nicely for me. Very well, cool. It, it has additional special features uh, that oh. did not, were not on the original Blu-ray. Uh, so if you have, I, I think you'll probably want to buy it no matter what. But it has a really nice, really nice collector's packaging, a uh, bunch of new special features, including a commentary from J.J. Abrams. So uh, highly, highly recommended. And this comes out uh, on November fifteenth in the U.S. and Canada. And October 31st um, in other regions. Uh, so that's going to be great. Again, love the packaging on this thing. Looks really good. I may and, have to add uh, that to my collection. Yeah, and it comes, on, it comes with a DVD copy and a Blu-ray copy. So uh, with that, uh, let's dive right in to the show. Tom, Stephen... Did you guys end up? Did you just wait for the trailer to hit online, or did you watch the Olympics? So, okay, I I want to tell you my story first because I think yeah, please. I yeah, want you to feel. I want pity for me. So I actually <laughs> pity. Yeah. So Thursday night when the trailer came out, I was actually driving up to uh, Vancouver for a half marathon, which I was running on uh, Saturday, and so like just before I was crossing the border, and I'm the one driving, so I can't you know pull up my phone and watch anything. I start hearing, I get a message from him, like, oh, that's weird, what's that? And I, I can kind of glance at it, and he's like, so great! And I was like, oh, what is it? What is it? Oh, the Rogue One trailer! And then I'm like, oh, I'm across the border where I have no cell service now. No! And I had to wait until I got wow. to the hotel and checked in before I could actually uh, watch the trailer, at which point oh, I very sorry, quickly Oh, I'm sorry, Stephen. I am sorry, that's brutal. It was, it felt pretty awful. But I at least knew it was going to be good because you guys, well, you didn't actually spoil it for me, but you did uh, wax poetic about it on Messenger. 
Oh man, I feel bad for you now. That's that's that, tough. That was the reaction I was hoping to get. So my work's done. Okay. Well, I you know what? I didn't watch the Olympics at all. I was actually sitting in front of my computer waiting for it to hit online, and that's when mm. I saw it. And I had the volume cranked up very loud and watched it five times back to back. Yeah. So I um, I. I wasn't planning on watching much of the Olympics because I've been you know, really busy and stuff. And then uh, I was, I was going to get together with some family and they suggest, why don't we watch the Olympics on Thursday? The next day, Lucasfilm announces Star Wars trailer premiere during the Olympics on Thursday. And I'm like, oh, this is perfect timing. So, uh, of course, though, it aired on the East Coast first and three hours later on the West Coast. So mm-hmm. I actually just ended up watching it online as soon as it, as soon as it hit the internet. And, uh, wow, it was... It's really good. So I, I mean, I guess we should we should just get into it, right? What are your overall thoughts on the trailer, Steven, Since you had to wait the longest to see this, uh, I thought it was really good. Um, it felt very much like a continuation of the previous trailer to me, in that the trailer is still kind of set up the same way. Lee, here's kind of Jen Urso. Here's her mission, which is to find out about the Death Star. And um, what I liked about this one was we got a lot more of an insight into the other characters that we're going to be seeing, um, introduced to a few new faces. It just it does a great job of setting up like what I imagine is the first like half hour of the movie without mm-hmm. actually spoiling mm-hmm. anything. This was something the Force Awakens trailer did an amazing job at, and I was really glad they managed to pull mm-hmm. off the same thing here. Yeah, I think that they they have to do a lot of explanation about about what this movie is. Uh, with Rogue One, yeah. they didn't have to do with the Force Awakens, right? With the Force Awakens, everyone knows it's Star Wars. They can tease you. They can, they can play on the nostalgia. I love how they did that with the Force Awakens trailers, where you know, like it's true, all of it. You just get these goosebumps, right? This is a very different kind of trailer. This is, we need to explain to you and to the not the biggest Star Wars, not the huge Star Wars fans, but to the general public who has no idea what this Rogue One movie is. They think it might be Episode Eight or who mm-hmm. knows what. They have to explain to them, no, this is a movie set just before A New Hope, you know, the one that came out first all those years ago. And they have to explain this to users, uh, to, not to users, to, 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 um, to, (laughs) I'm thinking like in work, not in, yeah, uh, I know. know Uh, they have to explain this to viewers, um, uh, and, and get this across in just a a couple minutes, right? Two, Two or just over two minutes. Uh, as well as introduce the story and the characters and everything else. Tom, what did you think of this trailer? The one thing I enjoyed about this, this was a war movie. This mm-hmm. literally showed a lot of action, a lot of battle. This was a great trailer for a war movie. It also, for me, had the great feeling of A New Hope. There was a lot of feel of the atmosphere of A New Hope, especially Mon Mothma, especially the costumes especially the attention to detail to make it feel like it was set in the same time frame as A New Hope, or I'm just going to say Star Wars, because basically for me when it came out, it was Star Wars. New Hope came later. So mm-hmm. Star Wars, it, it felt like this is definitely the prequel to Star Wars. And I'm telling you, just to sit there and, and look at this, is just like, it's great. And it's also a thing to where I remember as a kid growing up, they always had Hasbro had these toys that were kind of like always off to the side they weren't like they were not stuff that was featured in 
the movies, like these little vehicles and stuff. And you get the same feeling here. It's like this stuff you knew was all the way off to the side of the original story of A New Hope. You're not going to see all this stuff, but you know it fits within the universe because there is stuff that crosses between the two. Like the Stormtroopers are the original Stormtroopers, but New Hope never had Death Troopers. New Hope didn't have a lot of, like a U-Wing, never had that. So you know that it's 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 right in front of it and it's there and it's believable even though you never saw that stuff in Star Wars. Yeah. So I, I actually I want to call it one other thing on the trailer that made me laugh. I was talking uh, with my boss the day before the trailer came out, and we were talking, and he's like, you know, I wasn't like a really a big fan of the Imperial Siren, but I'm I'm glad we're not going to see that in the new trailer. I'm sure they won't do it. <laughs> And so I laughed when halfway through the trailer, the you know the klaxon comes back up and starts uh, yep. <laughs> amping up the tension a little bit more. And I do think it was it make it works really well for the trailer. As yes, far it does. As raising it, the stakes, right? It, it was yeah. in the perfect spot too. And and, and it's actually I liked a lot of things they did auditorially with the klaxon. They had the um, uh, they had the music. They had I loved the way they took like the. Uh, the Imperial March and the Star Wars main theme and twisted it a little bit and mm-hmm. gave us a different take on it. So, so good. And it made it feel more epic. And you really get this, this you really get the sense of this rebellion is struggling against this massive, massive empire. Mm-hmm. And you know, they're barely able to, to survive. Uh, well, the one thing that I noticed, there's still uh-huh. a lot of the, a lot of the rebellion rebels still had Imperial insignias on their uniforms. Yes, exactly. Uh, I, I know. Cool. Yeah, yeah um, and I, they've talked about this on. Uh, I think I've, a few of the articles on EW talked about uh, this. How? Um, shoot, I remember everybody else's name. It's just the the pilot, uh, not Jin Cassian Shrut Bay's Ketuso. Um, uh, it's the uh, one. The, guy the one that looks like Biggs. You're yeah, talking about him, right? Um, yeah. No, 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 no. Yeah. Anyway, um, I'm gonna look it up. I'm sure everybody's screaming at me right now. You guys, how can you not remember this name? Um, I apologize. I'm the same way. I'm the old fart um, here. That brain cell, you know, as soon as the trailer was done, I'm just like so infatuated with it. But when it comes to names, you're talking to a guy who knows faces better than names. So. Uh, Bodhi Rook. Sorry, it was yeah Riz Ahmed's character, uh, and I remembered that without. I was starting to look it up, and I remembered Bodhi Rook before I got there. As soon as I saw Riz Ahmed's name, I was like, got it. Anyway, um, we didn't actually get much of Bodhi Rook in this trip. In this trailer, I don't think he even really said anything. I think we just got but... the one shot with him after the. Uh... Oh, was he the guy yeah. with the droid? Exactly. Well? No, no, okay. no, 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 no. He's um, he's he's the guy that gives a look to camera after the droid says there's a ninety percent chance of failure. Exactly. The owner yep. says he means well. Is that the look you got with the guy sitting there? Exactly. Like, really. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and he he has the uh, imperial insignia because he's actually the right. imperial pilot. Right. Um, so, yeah, you do see like that most of these people like they're they're living in a in a galaxy where the the empire is in control. So of course you might work for them or you know be a a pilot for them, um, whatever. Right. This this rebellion is not like massive. It's fairly small. So of course people are going to work for them, even if they don't necessarily support them. Um, we had the same thing with Han, right? Where Han was an imperial cadet and uh, Wedge. Uh, was an imperial cadet, as we'll see in this season of of Rebels. So, um, you know, it, it it makes sense, but it's really cool to to see that in this film. Mm-hmm. So, I do want to 
call it my one, I think, biggest complaint. And Tom, you you started to kind of get at it, I think. Really? Uh, so much of this trailer, I thought, looked was just gorgeous. And mm-hmm. a lot of it felt very authentic to kind of the special effects we had in A New Hope. Um, a lot of the Star Destroyer shots, for example, felt, even though I know they're digital shots, they have mm-hmm. this amazing sense of uh, model, like they're all, like they're the actual models and not, you know, digital effects. The one exception for that is there's the shot with the Ewing lifting off into space or mm-hmm. lifting off the planet. I don't know why. It just stands out and screams digital to me. It's hmm. it's very bizarre. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's actually bad enough that every time I watch the trailer that that pulls me out of it a little bit because it really just, it hmm. really I don't know if it's I, a sh- I, I, if it's I a can ship totally maybe. S- maybe I can totally see what you mean in terms of that CG-ish quality. It didn't actually pull me out mm-hmm. like it did with you, mm-hmm. but I, I I definitely get that it's almost too polished or something. But I have to say, by and large, the CG in this in this trailer is top notch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, every. And everything other than the Ewing just looks fantastic. The shots it of could the Star Destroyer coming out of it. That's what I'm hoping, because this is the, uh, you know, this is, what are they called? Why am I blanking? ILM and, you know, Lucasfilm. They've done this very well in the past. Yeah, and they're, you know, we're still a couple weeks out. Speaking of, of, of ships, though, Stephen, I have to ask, because there were a okay. number of fantastic shots in this trailer that I feel like you, of all people, would greatly appreciate. Sure. And that's the, the, uh, the there's the one shot of the Star Destroyer coming out of the shadow. Yep, that's uh, probably classic. I think my favorite uh, shot in the entire trailer. Classic. I, I had a feeling. Yeah. Just the way, you know, because the Star Destroyer has these different levels, right, along the top as it kind of goes up in its mm-hmm. you know triangular shape, and uh, or its arrowhead shape, and uh, each level just kind of gets revealed by the shadow. Uh, you know, comes comes out of the shadows uh, in the shot as it as it comes towards you, and it's so beautiful, and, and even better. Sorry, go ahead, Stephen. I was gonna say one of the things they really nail in the trailer is the sense of scale. Yes, and this is, yes, they do. You I was going to mention the that. shot with Star Trek coming out. You see yep. it with the Star Destroyers against the Death Star. Yep, and especially that amazing shot of the Death Star above the planet as it kind of sight orbits. Oh, or I, yes, they, I, I, it's perfect. I love that shot. So you know, you get you get the Star Destroyer revealed, and then you see the Death Star, and then midway through the trailer, we see the shot of the Death Star above uh, what looks like Jeddah, right? Mm-hmm. But the Death Star is upside down. Yeah, uh, I thought that was fantastic. Yeah, and it 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 really turns everything on its on its head, literally, literally, and because I mean, in, in space, there's no up or down, right? So it, of course, the Death Star can look like that. Uh, who's to say it can't? And it's just so uh, such a beautiful shot, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's been so many jokes I've seen online of like people taking space battles and like flipping them upside down, you know, where you see a planet in or whatever. Um, but uh, oh, it's so good. And the shot after that too, it's very brief, but it's you're well, on this it's planet. It's when it eclipses and, the sun. Yeah, you yeah. see the yeah. Death Star eclipse the sun, and just all the light goes out. I can't wait to see like what. What is this scene going to mean mm-hmm. in the in Rogue One? What what I'm looking right. forward to is the actual major weapons test. Mm-hmm. They know it's going Do- to happen, but what if they're actually going to show this? What is the first thing actually destroyed by the Death Star? Because then that means Alderaan was not the first thing destroyed. I was right. trying to. Do we know that Alderaan was or wasn't? He, uh, Tarkin, if I remember correct, says, you know, 
you're you're going to be on hand to watch that will make this battle station operational. He never said, you know, um, God, I'm trying, I'm blanking on because I've I've listened to that since the first target, the first military target, then named the system. Tired of asking, be the last time. Where's Rebel Base? Siege can't be reasonable. Um, sorry, I'm going through the whole thing myself. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, I just. But Take I. Time, Tom. No, that's okay. I. Yeah, hey, I was wondering the same thing, right? Is it is it the first? Do we know for sure that Alderaan was the first, or did they a little bit on the planet? I feel like Alderaan had the greatest impact. That's the one people always talk about, and I and I. I it would be weird if they had blown up another planet and Alderaan was like the second or third or fourth in, in line, but people only cared about Alderaan, right? It could, um, unless it was like an asteroid so, or you know something. Right, if it's some like backwater planet that, or, or a planet that like actually had no inhabitants, I could totally see that. And I, I think they actually might have done that in the EU at one point where they the Death Star blew up a planet that wasn't inhabited as a test. Uh, I, I forget now. Um. Yeah, I, I I don't know. I suspect it might, right? Because there's this one shot about a minute and thirty nine seconds into the trailer, where you see uh a, what looks like Jin's ship flying through a bunch of debris, and, and it's almost like this the planet is collapsing, or it's not quite clear, but there is so much debris and so much. It, it doesn't look like a ship, right? It looks like something something on this planet is collapsing and right. about to cover them up. Maybe that's the planet itself being destroyed. I don't know. I don't know. Very intriguing shot there. And there's there's a lot of potential in the film, not only for kind of awesome space stuff. We see a lot of atmospheric flight, uh, mm-hmm. lots of X-wings, which I was really excited and was not expecting. Flying through the you know, between those uh, spires almost at night. Mm-hmm. Oh, looks so good. Um, uh, well, we got a little yeah. bit in The Force Awakens. I'm I'm hoping for even more. space more. battle. Well, I'm looking forward to the actual ground combat because there, yeah. there's going to be a lot of that. Again, you're looking at this and they're setting it up as a war movie. So there has to be a boatload of ground combat with naturally, you know, air to ground cover. So yeah, this... I don't think there'll be any space battles. I think it's going to be all ground battles, air battles. You know, and I, I would think of it this way: I would think there might be some space battles because if you if you think about maybe it's as they're escaping or something. Yeah, escaping or even trying to bust in because you know think about uh, how how the Marines go, uh, Marines do an amphibious landing. There would probably have to be a planetary landing to cer- to a certain extent, to where they have to fight their way in to get there on the planet. Maybe unless they sneak in. But mm-hmm. that would be interesting if they actually do have, you know, a, a planetary, you know, landing. And then that's just full, full bore to the end of the movie, you know, combat. Yeah. It's, it's very interesting, but there's, we're definitely going to get a lot of variety of combat too. I mean, there's that one yeah. shot of, um, of Chirrut, um, standing, He's like walking up to the stormtroopers and he says, you know, I fear nothing. All is as the force wills it. And then he just starts kicking butt with his stick. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing how he fights. If there is, if this is a movie that's not going to have actual Jedi involved and he is a believer in the force, how mm-hmm. is he going to fight with just a stick? 
Right. Well, the planet Jetta, and there was a more details on this recently via EW and our friend Anthony Redskin. But um, the the planet Jetta is almost like this. It's neither like it's neither dark or light, but it's just like this planet that people almost take a, a pilgrimage to. Mm-hmm. And while the the Jedi are are gone in the galaxy, uh, there are people who um, who kind of believe in the Force and. Um, I, it's yeah, I'm, yeah it's kind of unclear exactly what it'll end up like in the in the film but it's a very intriguing concept to me yeah for sure okay i think i figured out sorry this has been bothering me the the tarkin line i think i figured it out he goes princess leia i'd like you to be my guest at a test that will make this battle station operational since you are reluctant to provide the oh god but i think he calls it a test in the True, movie. but I, and I guess but, yeah, he does say it'll make it operational. But you yeah. could argue that, but it, but it's well, not, it's fired before, but it wasn't operational. Now it's officially operational. Right. This, this would right. make it a, a an officially operational military weapon with the destruction of Alderaan. Right. Interesting. Okay. Sorry about that. I just that's been <laughs> no, bothering that's okay. me because I I I grew up with the album and I still have it, the story of Star Wars, listening to that over and over and yeah. over again, <laughs> and I could recite it in my sleep. <laughs> so 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 uh tom i'm, I'm curious yes. we get a new droid uh in in this in this film uh played by alan Tudyk, mm-hmm. k2so or k2so what did you think of him this is this is actually the first time we get to hear his voice in this trailer uh, he... i don't even think we, we briefly saw images of him in the past right but they've been kind of slowly revealing him what do you think um he's going to be an interesting character because basically he is more of a straight man c3po um he's not going to be the the you know as he's not going to be the anthony daniels type c3po is what i'm trying to get he's going to be more of the you know he did bring up the there's a chance of success for this is like 97 percent you know i i think that's how i see him going to be i do like when he first met uh uh juneso that it was like Mm -hmm. you know um the captain says, you are a friend. I'm not going to kill you and walks away. <laughs> yeah. You know? So it's it's going to be interesting how he plays off. But he's he's not the C-3PO type character. So He almost reminds me of like a combination of C-3PO HK-47. and HK-47. Exactly. Yeah. That's exactly where I was going. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Steven? Yeah. Yeah. He's got, he's got that HK-47 feel, which I think is a – probably a good thing i'd love to see we've got kind of the we've had different types of droids in star wars i think we're missing the the murderous rampage droid at least on screen at least on film yeah, yeah. we have you know we obviously have uh, mr bones we have plenty of you know hk 47 plenty of bloodthirsty droids Bo- uh, the bounty hunter uh yep. yeah but uh yeah he he, he definitely has that hk 47 vibe to him yeah uh minus you know prefacing all comments with his emotion or you know like you know interjection De- you know <laughs> desire to murder people yeah. you know yeah. right or or meat bags calling over to meat bag um yeah he's going to be almost like the straight almost like the straight droid where he's not going to be the the c3po type but he's going to play it more of a not monotone but have a little bit little bit going for him is how i think it's going to be played yeah but he's also not afraid to say his mind you know nope. speak his mind no Especially yeah. when he says it's 90, 97% chance for success. Exactly. Uh, we also get uh, 
some of uh, a little bit more of Baze in this film. Uh, and see him facing off in the, in the darkness, firing his blaster against some unknown foe. Um, I, I, we have we still don't have a lot of details about Baze aside from Which, the. So let's assume for a moment I don't know. Let's imagine I don't know who Baze is. He's, He's one of the, the armor, right? Without the helmet. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, no, no. That, that's sorry, sorry. That's uh, that's Sakurera, right? No, 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 no. The one that's got almost like the armor with the thing he, on his back. Yes, yes, that's okay. correct. He's the other guy in the armor. I want okay. to make sure that yeah, there wasn't any confusion around there. Uh, we do see Sagarera in this one too with his mm-hmm. new hairstyle. Uh, I think it works better. He has more hair. Yeah. According to uh, again, our, our our friend Anthony Breskin posted a bunch of articles leading up to uh, the release of this trailer with a bunch of exclusive information. One of that being that uh, Saw Gerrera's hairstyle people people thought it changed because of the reshoots. It actually. Um, both versions of his hair are in the film. The the bald version, uh, which was the one we saw in the first trailer, and the one where he has a lot more hair. It's kind of graying in this one. So I'm very curious. Like, what do you do? You think it'll be a flashback, or will the the movie just span a lot of time? I don't I don't know. I'm curious. I mean, I I kind of imagine maybe he's kind of a a recluse. This we hear him in this movie talking about. Uh, you know, the Empire is reaching out and expanding. It's taking over everything. And I kind of imagine he's kind of maybe gone to ground. And when he decides to kind of go back into the fight, there's a symbolic... There's some sort of... Sort of uh, what do you call it? There's a symbol when he kind of changes his hair and like, okay, I'm ready to go mm. back into the fight. I'm ready to mm. take it to them. I'm going to grow up my hair. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or may, maybe it's the other way around. Yeah, maybe it's the other way around. I think that's maybe more likely. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Uh, well, it, it's also but, interesting. No, I, I'm really. Uh-huh. It's also in- interesting because when you when you remember the dialogue we originally saw him with without the hair, he was always saying, you know, what will you become? It's different. Right. It's a different set of dialogue with him out without the hair than the dialogue he has with the hair, because he's talking mm-hmm. about how you know the empire, the flags are everywhere, and it, it's going to be very interesting how how that is going to play out because of the let's say quote unquote hairstyle or lack of hair. Right. Yeah, he says yeah the world is coming undone. Yeah. The empire's flags reign across the galaxy. And then which is and then interesting in the, too how he says world and then galaxy there. Yeah. You know. And then the world it's it's the world that's coming undone, not the galaxy according to him. And then um, he start in the original trailer he was just like, you know, if you continue to fight, what will you become? What will you yeah, and that's that's when he had the no hair. So, you know, maybe it's one of the things in which, okay, let's theoretically say, maybe it's toward the end of the film that he doesn't have the hair and he realizes at that time that it's time to get out of this fight because he's fought for so long. Yeah. Potentially. be very interesting. I, I, I'm excited about his character in general because, you know, as we discussed, I think, on the uh, previous episode, this is Saw Gerrera from The Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, he he's back and... I was very excited that we saw Guerrera again in this trailer. Oh, jeez! Really awful. <laughs> even I Peel, I, to, I exactly. I had e- to bring even back Peel up groaned. <laughs> wow, that was really bad, William. You should uh, <laughs> feel terrible. I've been saving that one since yesterday when I thought about it. Uh, anyway, um... never said we were comedians, folks. Sorry, uh, but no, you're right. This is a war movie, and we got we get to see a bunch of really cool shots, right? Where whether it's Bay's facing off in the in this darkness against some unseen foe, or 
rebel troops jumping out of a U-wing and then sprinting across the uh, um, across the beach uh, on uh, uh, on Scarif. Right? It's this is going to be great. We also get this awesome shot of, and it's later in the trailer, of a rebel facing off with a rocket launcher against uh, an, an ATACT, uh, a much larger version of the ATAT that that uh, carries cargo. And that was like and a, that's really cool too. And that looked like it was almost like this big right hook, because that yeah. head just cocked over to the side once it got hit. It was so cool. Yeah, it kind of hits it on the side of the, of the cockpit, and the, the AT, ACT just kind of goes, boom, and swings its its head around. Mm-hmm. Very cool shot. Um, so I'm it's I'm excited about this. They did a really good job with the trailer. Yeah, this this has got yeah. a lot a lot of views right now on Facebook. Uh, sorry, YouTube. Wow, <laughs> over fourteen. Uh, same, same yeah, same thing. But it's over fourteen million views right now on uh, Facebook, uh, YouTube, YouTube, Facebook, <laughs> ah, people it's, it's late in the day. I'm old. It's hot. Air conditioning's not on kind of affecting me. Sorry. Uh, well, yeah. another great shot. And then this is right at the, almost the very end of the trailer, right before we see the rogue one logo is Jen facing off against a tie fighter. She's mm-hmm. walking toward mm-hmm. what looks like some sort of, control panel or beacon she's walking out on this catwalk uh looks like very very high above scarif if i if i had to guess and this tie fighter just flies right in front of her comes up out uh you know from the from from below the frame and just faces off against her she marches defiantly toward it so cool okay no go go ahead steven i was gonna say i I thought it's a great shot. It kind of reminds me of almost like a James Bond uh, type shot. Mm. Where I, just, I thought it was great. That yeah. Was what do you? I have to wonder though. What do you think she's? What do you think she's uh, trying to do? She clearly, I think, wants to reach that that pillar. Um, do you, is is that how she's going to transmit the Death Star plans? What, what do you think? I, I got a theory. Whatever's okay. going to happen. My theory is maybe that TIE fighter is there to help her escape. Maybe that's one of the rebels that basically hijacked the TIE fighter. Uh. And she doesn't know, and she's getting ready to face off with it and realize once the hatch pops, it pops, it's one of the rebels. Pulling a, a Chewie in the ATST. Yep. Chewie, get down here. She's yep. wounded. Yep. No, no, no. Wait, I got an idea. So, you know. That, that would be uh, my, bet, my bet as well, I think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because, because she wouldn't know. I mean, when you look at that face and she's doing very defiantly and she's got that blaster in her hand, but I look at it as that would be very cool. It's one of her friends. Why she's on that, we don't know yet. It could be true that she could be using that as a, a way to get the plans off the planet, and that's the only way to do it because maybe at some point what the original terminal was was destroyed, and it's like, well, i got to go here now. But I, I would think it would be cool if it's somebody in that to help her escape. So. Yeah. What do you guys think is going to be the the end of the movie? Just pure. We know. So obviously, we know they get the Death Star plans out. Oh, that's a good but, point. Uh, I mean, I assume we know that. I think it's probably I, a safe assumption. Yeah, I, I think that the fact that they're they're going to transfer the Death Star plans, period. Mm-hmm. Right. 
I, I I suspect like that that could be the shot we were just talking about, but you know who knows. Um, so it's kind of going to be a, a foregone conclusion. I think most of the drama is going to be around will these characters survive? Yeah, that that's um, where I'm thinking as yep. well. Yep. Not because, will they succeed, but will they live to tell about it? Yeah, because it is it is set up as a war movie. Now, I am curious to see how many of these characters will actually make it out of the film. Mm-hmm. That. I think is the yeah. real question. I think, uh, I think Jin Erso could survive. The rest, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I okay. I but, have a feeling a lot of the cast will die. Okay, but here's a question: Why should she? That's true. You, I mean, you could end the movie on a dark note and have everyone die, mm-hmm. but they transmit the plans just in time. So and that is end up saving the galaxy. That's the original story from uh, the Han Solo trilogy, the young Han Solo trilogy, because that's that's how that ends is uh, what's I can't remember the character's name anymore, but the main character and like they they go up against the Death Star. They manage to transmit it to the Tantive Four up in orbit, and that's it. The Empire overruns them and they're all dead. Yeah, Mm -hmm. so I, I could see that happening. But do you? Do you think they'd actually release a Star Wars movie where all the heroes die? Okay, I would think from a if it was not if it was not a movie that was done by Disney, yes. If it a movie that's being done by Disney, no. I mean, I, I'll go back to this. I'll go back to the original, uh, the Dirty Dozen. That movie, at least three of them got out. At the end mm-hmm. of that movie, out of out of everybody who went on that that suicide mission, everybody got out. Same thing, and I'll, I'll bring it up: Suicide Squad. People got out of that, even though it was a one way mission. People still got out. So that's why I think they'll leave a couple people alive. Yeah, one or two. Yeah, but I, I don't think many. Yeah, but 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 the question is, who's going to be the one that's going to be the most valuable to have the storytelling possibilities once this movie is over? If they decide to continue storytelling with that character, that's, so that's how I would look right. at it. This is what I think is interesting. What stories do you think they're going to have to tell after this? There's not a lot of room for stories in a uh, pre pre episode four. There's a sorry between three and four. There's some, but this soon episode four. I don't think there's a lot of opportunity there. And no. I think they're well intending to do a one off. Right. They're not trying to make this a, a, a series. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I'm. I I'm thinking more of like. I guess. Oh. I mean, if if it does extremely well, who knows? They might, and if some characters survive, they might say, "Oh well, well let's you know, I don't know, do another ep- another another movie about how they help the rebellion sometime between you know during during the uh, during the original trilogy at some point, right? Yeah, I see I, maybe. Yeah, but that that would that would kind of hurt because that that I think it's like. That just feels like a cop out to me. Yeah, I, yeah, you know, I agree with Stephen because you have to hit a story point within these three original movies that can lead somewhere. You can't just say we're going to shoehorn this in here because then you've got the issue of there should be interaction between Princess Leia, Luke Skywalker, Han Solo, or Chewbacca. Chewbacca would be easy to pull into that, but with Chewbacca, you have to have Han Solo. Yeah. So you've got well, that issue with Wiggle Room and, and the characters. There is the rumor that uh, young Han Solo may make a cameo in this film as well. Because there was a lot of pressure to try and cast him before the end of the movie. 
<sighs> I don't know if it's likely. I do think it's interesting that in, again, the Young Han Solo trilogy, the woman who ends up stealing the Death Star plans is also uh, Han Solo's ex, for lack, lack of a better word. So I could, it'd be interesting to see if they chose to parallel that story. But Yeah, that could be fascinating. Hmm. I don't know. It will be interesting when this movie is over in the theaters, makes the money. How do they go from this point of storytelling? If this is that successful, would they, and hopefully, would they look at it and say, you know what, this is a successful movie, but we've told that story. We don't need to continue it. Would they be tempted to say, well, we could shoehorn something in there if the story's right? Mm -hmm. The other thing is they have so much on their plate right now in terms of the films. Unless they start start doing you know more than one a year, they're not going to be able to get to a sequel for this for a while, anyways. So I think, I honestly think that they they, they created these as standalone films. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to try to keep them standalone films. If they make a ton of money, you know, never say never. They might change their minds. But I think that's how they're going into it. Um, but you know, we'll, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, it's always a we'll see. Yeah, um, I, I think most most will die though. Either at the hands of director Orson Krennic, who had some great shots in here too. I love that angry or annoyed expression on his face. So good. Or by the big surprise, or not really a surprise because we all knew it was going to happen. Who shows up at the end? Darth, Darth Vader, Vader himself. True, I forgot we hadn't even talked about that piece of it yet. Yep. Yeah. Darth Vader is in the trailer. Now we only get the back of his head and we get his breathing breathing. But it's Darth Vader. What what did you think when Darth Vader came on screen? As long as they awesome. use him sparingly, awesome. I agree with Steven. Oh, I don't know about sparingly. I'd like to see I I want Krennic to be the main villain, but I don't right. mind seeing more Vader. Yeah, but uh... Then, then you're going to – well, okay, if you're going to see a lot of Krennic, then you have to have Vader play off of him and you have to see the dynamics there. And it has to be <clears throat> it has to be probably not the same dynamic between Vader and Tarkin, but it has to be more I – would, I would hope sour between the two of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would agree yeah. with that. It would have to be, it would have to be more, more sour because the way Krennic looks in that video uh, – sorry, in that video. Wow, guys, in that trailer <laughs> – um, yeah, he's somebody you don't want to mess with. Tarkin, Tarkin kind of knows how to play Vader. I don't think the other guy will will play very well with Vader, and I really want to see really them go to head to head if yeah. they do this. What if? Here's a crazy idea, and I don't know if they'll ever do this, but what if Vader's kind of a looming presence in the background the whole time, um, and then? You know, Krennic is going after after our our band of rogues, and uh, at the very end, you know, Krennic manages to kill a couple of them. Maybe Jin and I don't know one or two others escape. They transmit the plans of the Death Star. All seems good. Everything seems like oh, we made it. We had significant losses, but we're gonna be okay. And at the very last moment, that's when Darth Vader comes in and just takes them out, and the movie ends. I. I could see that. 
that I would think work. the biggest thing with Vader is you have to he has to be effective. Yes. Right. You have to understand why everyone is afraid of Vader. Yep. And that's why I think like as soon as Vader confronts our heroes, they're all dead. I don't think any of them can survive. It's not like no. they don't have Ahsoka to protect them like they didn't like like the like they had in Rebels, right? Mm-hmm. Well, if I think Vader there, comes in. There are ways to make it work even with some of them surviving. I think the key though is that it has to be clear that they it's not they survive through luck, not skill. Right. Yeah. Very no, I, that I agree with. Mm-hmm. But the, the the shot of Vader is just so effective because you see, you know, the the wireframe Death Star um, on, on a screen, and Vader's looking at this with the the kind of the red and the and the, all you see is red and black, right? And you see mm-hmm. the back of Vader's helmet, his breathing, and it goes straight into December. Mm-hmm. Cannot wait. Can't yep. come soon enough. Yeah. Uh, this movie's going to be great. And I, I really enjoyed how the trailer kind of ramps things up. It starts slowly, kind of introduces you, builds things up a little more, a little bit more, and then all of a sudden, it just takes off and just hits you with so many amazing things that, mm-hmm. you know, you're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe this. So, mm-hmm. uh Bravo to the uh, the Rogue One marketing team. Yeah, great Definitely. job. Really has everybody excited to see this movie. Yeah, it's, it, it's, I'm excited. And you know what? We're we're not that far away now. It's August. It's the middle of August. The movie comes out in December. We're four months away. We're not that far away from that. We're not that far away from the end of the year. We're not that far away from episode eight. God, people slow down. Everything's going so fast. Oh, slow down, Tom. No, no everything's down. going. So and and then, then we're getting closer <laughs> to celebration Orlando. Yeah. It's, so it's like, Oh man. It's time to be a Star Wars fan. It's oh yeah. Time. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So any other thoughts before we wrap this up? Uh, I'm good. I don't think no. we, I don't think I, we're gonna do our our Womp Rat review since it's a, it's a trailer, right? So let's we can just uh well yeah I don't think it makes sense to do it, it, it's gonna be across the board everybody's gonna get full Womp Rats on this one anyway so <laughs> exactly. uh, I would give it a nine and a half the Ewing still bothers me oh, okay we're we're not gonna give a Womp Rat rating but if no. we did Stephen would give it a nine and a half Tom would give it a ten and <laughs> and William would give it a ten there we go yeah problem solved <laughs> yeah there you go. And, and my womp rats are going to be on that rocket that took the right hook on the um, the uh, uh, big the, the bigger version of the at at. They flew that and, sucker right there and made it count. Well, Tom, you're making a very critical mistake. It's not actually a rocket. That's a a rocket fired womp rat. Oh, That's, okay. Well, we weren't supposed to give womp rat ratings anyway, so. Well, there you go. Didn't I'm just saying hypothetically, if we okay. were, that hypothetically, what I would do. yeah. That's there you go. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> anyway, folks. <laughs> Uh, uh, well, I think that's it. We'll be back later this week with an interview with the uh, executive producers of the Freemaker Adventures. Stay tuned. It should one. be a that fun episode. Fun. Thank you for listening to the Ion Cannon Podcast, your source for entertainment reviews from a galaxy far, far away, including Rebels, the sequel trilogy, spin-off films, and more. If you like what you hear, please rate us in your favorite podcast client. Your review will help the show grow within the Star Wars fan community. Visit our website, ioncanoncast.com, or follow us on Facebook and Twitter. 
You can also get in touch with us by emailing contact at ioncanoncast.com. The Ion Cannon Podcast is not associated with Lucasfilm, The Walt Disney Company, or any of their respective trademark or copyright holders. Any and all opinions expressed on the show are that of the hosts. This podcast is a production by fans for fans and is copyright 2016. Coming undone. Imperial flags reign across the galaxy. Can you be trusted without your shackles? Let's just get this over with, shall we? We have a mission for you. A major weapons test is imminent. We need to know how to destroy it. If you're really doing this, I want to help. Good. Good. I've been recruiting for the rebellion for a long time. We destroyed our home. I fight the Empire now. I fear nothing. All is as the Force wills it. The captain says you are a friend. I will not kill you. Thanks. There isn't much time. Every day they grow stronger. There is a 97.6% chance of failure. He means well. This is our chance. Are you with me? All the way.